0: Locked on Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob of Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Moment segment later up in this episode. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia. San Antonio Spurs Rider, and it is another fan episode right here on Lockdown Spurs. Y'all know how this goes. A Spurs fan hops on, takes the mic, and asks or asks, and answers questions regarding the state of the fan base right now uh, on several topics. What are those topics? Becky Hammond, I know, I know uh, we've been doing a lot of heavy Becky Hammond talk here on Lockdown Spurs, but it's worth noting because that is a big topic this offseason. The the draft, the draft lottery. And also, the big question is Will Spurs fans or do Spurs fans believe that this team, this organization, that front office is going to be very aggressive this offseason in making a better roster? Who is wrapping the fan base today? He's back again, everybody. Watch out. Zach Escamilla, longtime Spurs fan, frequent fan episode guest right here on Lockdown Spurs. Zach, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs.
1: Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me. It's always a good time and you you love hopping on because you you
0: you tend to rattle the fan base a few with a few things you say all the time
1: I, I know jeff. we're We're living in a you know pc cancel culture. Everybody's you know getting offended these days. So I'm just on here to uh, speak my opinion. and uh, if folks don't like it, hey, that's okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you, you realize it. And then in, in today's world, everybody has a short attention span and a short memory. So anything you say, people will forget like within the within hours. So, yeah, have fun with it. Well, don't have too much fun, Zach. I know you can get sometimes.
1: <laughs> I, I try to keep it PG here.
0: Hey, you, you always change your uh, Twitter handle. So what is it this time around?
1: stone oak mexican jeff i mean my name is zach escamilla you can't get much more stone oak mexican than that i mean i've got a white guy first name and a mexican last name hey you and me both you and me both <laughs> people, now, now you have me, me thinking <laughs> with when, jeff when, now you have me thinking of uh, 22 jump street where he's like my name is jeff <laughs> you know my cousins
0: my cousins give me hell for that i, I mean i well, uh, one of them celebrate his first Father's Day. He just, he's a new dad. So I texted him over the weekend. I said, hey, happy Father's Day, cousin. You know, enjoy it with your new daughter. What does he text back? Oh, thank you, Yef. I'm like, oh, my God. You won't let it go. Nobody lets it go. But uh, Zach, you know how these fan episodes work. You're on the hot seat. You're repping the fan base. You're giving everybody who's listening in right now the pulse of the fan base. Let's dive into it. Let's let's get let's talk with uh, about Becky Hammond first. You just get out of the way. Uh, Look, you're seeing the reports. She's linked to Orlando. She's heavily tied in with uh, Portland, reportedly. And the latest news is that the owner Jody Allen, well, she's giving her tip of the cap to Becky Hammond and you know, she wants for her to take over that head coaching, uh, job with the Blazers. Zach, whether it's the Blazers, the magic, or who whichever team that's out there, if she leaves San Antonio, do you think Spurs fans will be upset?
1: Oh, absolutely. People are already upset. And I think there's a lot of folks that are coming to terms with the fact that she's as good as gone. Um, especially, I think that Portland opening, it, it seems like, uh, you know, where there is smoke, there is fire. So I can see it. I, I think folks are going to be in for a rude awakening. You already have Spurs fans that are, you know, pro-pop and in, in pop-we-trust. You know, I want him to coach here for, you know, 30 more years. And then you've got folks that want something new. They want change. They see Becky very fiery on the sidelines. She's mm-hmm. got this tenacity to her. And, you know, folks, and I'll put myself in that boat. I, I think Becky would make a hell of a coach. And uh, I really believe that she'd be the type of coach that would go in there It wouldn't be afraid to get in these guys' faces and say, get your act together. But, right. again, I, I know that's just speculation. I really have um, – no real justification in terms of, you know, explaining my opinion of why I think she would be an excellent coach, but it's just on paper, the body language, I think she has it. So I, I really do believe unless Pop decides to retire within the next month or so, I, I think Becky's uh, going to get one of these jobs, likely Portland. Yeah. But, um, you know, I ultimately, Jeff, I think – if she doesn't get the job, if she does not get offered this year, it's because you're still going to have some folks that are, you know, let's call it what it is. They're is—they're—they're too scared to be the pioneer of allowing a woman to be a head coach. And, and I'm not trying to be misogynist. Yeah. I'm not trying to be sexist with that. I Because, listen, I want Becky Hammond as the coach of the San Antonio Spurs. Let me go on the record, put that out there. But you're going to have to have an owner and a president of VP operations that has the cojones do that you know she's going to be put on a microscope or under a microscope excuse me no matter where she goes and you know at the end of the day Jeff it's a business this league is all about selling tickets selling merchandise Mm -hmm. and let's just look at the Spurs right now there's a lot of unknowns are are they on their way up or are they on their way down Uh, you know we're going to discuss some of those things but if they were to make Becky Hammond the head coach today regardless of how well this team does you're going to see ESPN talking about Becky Hammond every night I guarantee you
0: whether she wins or loses
1: it's going to put a microscope a microscope under San Antonio and her and guess what if she's coach wherever she's coach whether that's here in San Antonio Portland Orlando wherever Butts are going to be in the seats. They're going to be in the seats, Jeff. They're going to make money. So um, if anything, it's like the Spurs being in such an unknown. I know they got Michael Dell. They got deeper pockets now. But, hey, why don't you go ahead, make the move now, maybe Pop becomes, you know, GM again or vice president of basketball operations, whatever. He can go back to his front office role, hand the keys to Becky, and at least at the absolute worst case scenario, you're selling tickets and making money. so th- that that's my two cents.
0: but do you think there will be a backlash at the organization, Popovich maybe, if Becky decides to pack her bags and go somewhere else? Because as of this recording, Pop is the the head coach. Now, you know he's past seventy. Most NBA coaches don't really pass seventy. You well, know, he he's definitely beyond that. And the team, at least at this moment, haven't gotten any indication that, you know, he could be sailing off soon. Uh, let's just play this out. Let's just pretend Pop is back for another season, you know, and Becky's gone. You think Spurs fans will be looking, giving the side eye to Popovich?
1: Some will. I, I think some are going to be indifferent. Uh, there are going to be some that say, you know what? I'm happy Becky got to, you know, cut her teeth learn here, learn under Pop. Um, and we wish her well, you're going to have that segment of folks, then you're going to have your segment of folks that, you know, are very upset and livid saying, oh, my goodness, we just let a great, you know, our next head coach leave, and here we're stuck with Popovich, who's stuck in his old ways, there's not going to be any change, we're going to see our rookies in Austin more. You know, people are just ready for a change, and I think majority of Spurs fans are, but, again, you're always going to have those In pop, we trust people, and I get it. He's earned it. Guy's a good coach. I'm not here to tell you he's not. But ultimately, you already said it, Jeff, he's getting up there in age, and what does he really have left to prove? That's kind of where I stand. It's like, hey, man, you've got five championship rings, you're a bona fide Hall of Famer, and you're probably going to get a gold, a gold medal soon because sure. the, the folks who yeah. are committed to the Olympics are all-stars. So it's like, just, you know, take a back seat. Uh, but who knows? Maybe Popovich... Yeah. I, I mean, again, if he still has the fire, who am I to tell him to resign? But Again, it's that whole possibility of, you know, losing a great coach... When you probably should have taken a back seat. I mean, look at the Dallas Cowboys, for example. Jeff, they had Bill Parcells and Sean Payton as the assistant head coach. Sean Payton left to go be coach of the New Orleans Saints.
0: This segment of Locked On Spurs is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. And today's Ultra Moment of this episode is going to be given to the San Antonio Spurs young guys. Because they were still in San Antonio and still celebrating Fiesta 2021. If you missed it, the uh, Spurs uh, put out photos and video of the uh, Spurs young guys Derek White, Devin Vassell, Drew Eubanks, uh, Kata BH's job, K- K- job, excuse me, there, all celebrating uh, Fiesta 2021 in San Antonio. Just a good thing to see that the young guys are uh, soaking in everything about San Antonio, uh, embracing it, and just having fun with it. We had Trey Jones wearing a sombrero, and the guys are just looking like they were just enjoying the sights and sounds of Fiesta 2021. Uh, it's a good times, and it's such a great moment to see the uh, Spurs young guys doing their thing in the community. You know, they, they could go home right now. You know, Drew, you might go back home to Portland you know, if he wanted to. Well, no, they're staying in town. So good for them. They are the ultra moment of... This episode of Locked On Spurs brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game, it's the whole game.
1: And they're a perennial winner. They're always competing for a Super Bowl. They're competing in the playoffs. So had Cowboys told Parcells to step aside a year earlier, they could have had Sean Payton as their coach right now. So I only use that example because what if Becky Hammond ends up becoming an all-time great coach? It would be really sad to look back and think, man, had Pop just sure. retired yeah. a year or two earlier. And I know that's a lot of what-ifs it is, but I think that's the fear for the pro-Becky Hammond folks, that she ends up going and kicking butt somewhere else when she was in-house and being groomed right here. I mean, I think that goes without saying almost any company wants to retain their best homegrown talent. So it would be a shame to lose that homegrown talent um, just because some guy didn't want to give someone else a chance. So that, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty much what I got there.
0: All right. Well, it looks like um, Spurs fans definitely are keeping their eye on Hammond. You know, you're, you're seeing reports left and right, and every time it's a report where it – kind of makes her look like she could possibly leave Spurs fans really have a reaction to it like no Becky no you know it I want to say it's divided I would say it leans towards you know wish her the best if she goes elsewhere great she earned it but you still have a good chunk of uh, Spurs fans that are saying no she needs to stay but Zach you and I've been around this before how many you know sex aside whether it was Messina, Bodenholzer, Borrego, Brett Brown, Mike Brown, the list goes on and on and on. We've seen assistant coaches that we think are the heir to the first to the head coaching job just up and leave, Zach.
1: Yeah, you're, you're right. We have. But I don't know if I've ever seen the fanfare that Becky Hammond has received. You know, if you want to compare Becky Hammond to Borrego – Budenholzer, yeah. uh, Mike Brown, Messina. I don't know yeah. if the fan base truly fell in love with those guys. I, you know, to be honest, I was indifferent. Um, I always thought maybe Budenholzer. I think Budenholzer was, was, Budenholzer was probably the
0: hitter. closest, right? Budenholzer was really yeah, the closest I, I to like, where fans angry.
1: really wanted him. Yeah, like I, I saw there was a little bit of groans there because he was on the staff for, you know, almost two decades. Um, but even then, I I was indifferent to be honest. I was was in the boat of, okay, well, pop stars a lot in the tank, whatever, you know, wish Bud the best. Um, But I I just think with Becky, you know, and sure, folks can be quick to point out she's a woman and that's why folks want it. But for me, it's beyond that. And I think Mm -hmm. it is for a lot of other folks because of those things I mentioned earlier, just her body language, her tenacity on the court. You can tell you know she commands a lot of respect with these guys, and just the fact that she played at an elite level at the WNBA level. I mean, she was an All Star with the New York Liberty, the San Antonio uh, Stars, um, and 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 the and and you know to piggyback on the Stars fact, you know she's been in the San Antonio organization, Spurs Sports and Entertainment, for. I mean, what, when did the Stars come here, Jeff? Early yeah. two thousands, two thousand three, ish two thousand four. So she's been with sports and entertainment for almost two decades. So, you know, she's been here. She knows San Antonio. She knows the team. She knows the culture. And you have all these people that are like, oh, the culture, the culture. I'm like, well, Becky's homegrown culture. If you want to, you know, argue that point, we need culture. Well, she's she's got that too. But I also think she would use a lot of her own ideas and ultimately – you know, she's going to put folks in the stands, which means, Mm -hmm. you know, all these rumors of, oh, my God, somebody bought the Spurs. They're going to leave to Austin. They're going to leave to Las Vegas. They're going to leave to Seattle. All those can be put to bed. You hire Hammond, you're going to make enough money to where those rumors and bad thoughts of the team getting moved, those are going to go away. So I just think it really is a no-brainer. You know, it's a young team. Give her a chance. So again, it's it's just it is going to be a bummer if she leaves. Obviously, I'm going to root for her no matter Mm -hmm. where she goes. Oh yes, oh yes. I want to see her succeed, and I think all Spurs fans are going to want to see her succeed. Nobody's going to root against her. Hell, she could go coach the Lakers, and I think folks still wouldn't root against her. I mean, when they play the Spurs, they wouldn't. (laughs) But you know what I mean. Yeah, they're not going to, you know. They're they're not gonna you know wish anything negative on her. So for me, um, it's just uh, it's gonna be a bummer if, if she splits. But we'll you know again we'll see. I, I hate to yeah. beat a dead horse.
0: No no I I hear you and I, I get what your point is and I, I'm I'm with you. I'm you know I'm, if she stays great if she goes elsewhere great. You know I think it's win win. She stays in San Antonio perfect. You know good good succession if you will. Of coaches, if she leaves and goes to Portland in this case as an example, then great you know she gets her own gig. I mean, look at Messina, he recently said uh to a European media that you know there's nothing ill will towards San Antonio, no hard feelings it's just that he was ready to have his own team, and that's why he packed up and left and went back to Euro league and now coaching an Italian team. I get it, different circumstances you know he's older, you know he's been there, done that he's been a head coach you know prior to joining San Antonio but Nevertheless, it is what it is. We'll see exactly what's going to happen with her, and I get it. A lot of Spurs fans are saying, like, all you do is talk about, you know, Becky on lockdown Spurs, but it's a big topic right now. We don't – you know, she could possibly leave, you know, it, and uh, right now all indications are that Portland is heavily after her. Zach, let's go ahead and transition now to the NBA draft, draft lottery. Let's start off with the lottery. Uh Number 12, that's what mainly, you know, the mocks had the Spurs falling at. The odds were just astronomical for them to win the entire lottery. They fall where they were expected to fall at, number 12. Zach, um, what are you feeling? You think uh, Spurs fan base are kind of like, trade it away, trade it away, or use it, draft, or draft up, you know, or move up, excuse me. How are Spurs fans reacting when the announcement came? To nobody surprise that the Spurs are going to be at number twelve.
1: You know, you know how Spurs Twitter is, Jeff. It's set cool at times. Um, I
0: know it can get a little hairy out there.
1: Uh, from what I'm seeing, it, it's all over the place. You know, you had folks that were hoping against hope and praying against all odds that somehow the Spurs would jump up into that top four, and and you know it's easy to fall into that. Mindset, you know, because hey, it it's a lottery. You never know what's going to happen, right? You know, it's like Dumb and Dumber. You know, when she says one in a million, he says, "So you're telling me there's yeah. a chance." So when Spurs had that what 1.7 percent chance, people are like, "Well, hey, that that's a chance, even though it's a small chance, it's a chance." So I think you had some folks that were realists like, "Okay, pick 12." Why are you guys flipping out? And then you got other folks that were disappointed because they were again hoping for lady luck to be with us and mm-hmm. I mean it is what it is so I just think right now the fan base is so divided over what they want to do with that pick because you've got some folks that are saying hey you know what there's still a lot of talent in this draft we're going to find somebody that's going to help us right away and then you got other folks that like myself that are like yeah they could pick up somebody good at 12 like Usman Garuba or somebody like that but the pessimist in me says, oh, well, Pop's going to send him to Austin for the year. Yeah. So that that's where I get a little well, pessimistic. I, I, I wouldn't because, even
0: say you're you're no. pessimistic. I mean, that's just been the way it has been, with the exception of Kawhi Leonard. Because, you know, you look back at Kawhi, he didn't step one foot in Austin. This episode is also brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts stores to stock all the parts you need. That's where a rock auto comes in. Don't endure pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning uh, while you wait behind the person in front of you as the uh, guy is trying to just order the parts on their computer. Choosing the only brand in their warehouse that this happens to carry? You don't want to go through all that. You want to go to rockauto.com at home and save money in your pocket. Look, Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer everything you can need brake parts tail lamps motor oil even new carpet go explore their easy to use website today and find the solution for your auto part needs go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you an amazing selection of reliable, low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action the baseball season is in full swing you can track all the action at bet online Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA action. So before the next pitch, head on over to Betterline on your laptop, mobile device, and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest info. Look, You don't want to sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs of the playoffs. Head to the website right now or use your mobile device. Sign up today and get yourself a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Better line your online sports book experts use promo code locked on. Um, and maybe Devin Vassell because, well, they just needed bodies, you know, because it was a weird yeah, that, season. But, that was
1: Cause of COVID too. Yeah. You know, there was yeah. The logistics made it tricky, but if we weren't in a COVID world, you know, Devin would have been spending yeah. a lot of time there, and, and you yeah. see, that's where I get, I get pessimistic because, you know, who knows the Spurs could draft somebody there that, on paper, looks like they can contribute. And when I say contribute, Jeff, I'm not talking being a superstar, rookie of the year. I'm talking just somebody that can be a part of the rotation, that can provide something, whether that's shooting, whether that's rebounding, whether that's defense in general, blocking shots, steals, just somebody that can contribute in some area. Um, You know, to me, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping the Spurs pick somebody there that can possibly sidestep Austin, somebody that will have a skill set where the Spurs could use that skill set. But I just, mm-hmm. I doubt it. I mean, look at Devin Vassell, 3 and D. And in my opinion, he was severely underplayed last year. Mm-hmm. And I, I know a lot of other Spurs fans feel that way too. It was disappointing. You know, folks saw the all-rookie teams. He wasn't on any of them. And let's be honest, he wasn't on any of them because he didn't get opportunity. I really do believe, had he received opportunity, he may he likely would have been on one of those teams. But mm-hmm. that's not the point. So I think you have fans that are like, you know what? Screw it. Let's let's trade the pick for. And I know you we already you debunked this, Jeff. But you know if Ben Simmons is available, hey, pick number twelve or Ben Simmons. I know there's a lot of you know. Eat there, whether you still think he can be an all-star or not. But the point is, if there's a player out there that is available, that is a significant upgrade that's still young, and you can parlay that pick and maybe somebody else or two on the roster that's going to help move the needle, in my opinion, you have to explore those options. And I've mm-hmm. said it before on other fan episodes, Jeff, that I understand why fans are so attached to these players because they're all good guys. Like you see them at the fiesta events, you see them signing jerseys for fans. Like who, like who wouldn't want to root for these guys? You know, they're, they're good guys. And, and I think that's part of the downfall of the Spurs fan base is, you know, they see these guys being good, you know, solid players, but better people off the court to where I think it clouds their judgment and they don't realize that maybe these guys are just decent role players, mm-hmm. and they scoff at any notion of, of potentially trading one or two away for a bona fide all-star, and and I think that's where I get frustrated when I see folks that aren't even open-minded, you know, and, and, and also people get so upset. It's it's Twitter, you know. We're, none of us are right. GMs. None of us have any say. I highly doubt Brian Wright, R.C. Buford, or Greg Popovich have burners where they're scouting (laughs) Twitter to see what, you know, what I think or any of us think about what they should do with their draft picks or with free agents, whatever. They would probably laugh and just, you know, tell us to go kick rocks. The fact that folks get so upset that – you know, you insinuate trading a young guy or you insinuate trading for Ben Simmons or so-and-so, or you want to draft that person instead of this person, it blows my mind, Jeff, because none of the Spurs, you know, big wigs up in the organization are taking any of our advice. You know, Twitter, we're just on there like in a in the bathroom, you know, writing on the walls or you know, <laughs> Zach is here. That, that's, know, that's,
0: that's, that's pretty much what it is. It's just like the modern version of writing in the bathroom wall. I mean, that's really what it is.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, you know, when, when folks are getting so up in arms and saying, I can't believe you don't agree with my point of view. I mean, Jeff, I, I think Spurs Twitter is worse than American politics. I tweeted that yesterday. I've seen more civil conversations between folks of different political ideologies. Yeah, And and it, it's just we all root for the Spurs, man. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. It, it, it's okay if I think we should move some young guys. It's okay if you think we should move young guys. But there's no reason for us to get personal about it. And start saying, "Will you lack intelligence?" Or you know, start you know calling them names or uh, insulting family members. I've seen it all. Oh, I'm going to meet you up to fight you, sort of thing. Like, are we are we serious here? Like, come on, yeah. folks. Come exactly. On. It's it's it's, it's it, we're all Spurs fans, and it's okay to have a different opinion it's okay to think a player sucks it's okay to think a pair a player's good but th- that's that's just where i'm getting on my soapbox here where,
0: i was about to say that i was exactly about to say that i said like this is the ron burgundy moment where you say that escalated quickly i mean zach went from number 12 pick to bashing Spurs first fans into the way they react well, to well, things because
1: it, because it falls hand in hand just because you're gonna i'm already seeing it yeah fans that are getting backlash for what their thoughts are with pick 12. Like you have some that are like, oh, well, another Austin player, the Austin Spurs just got better, and I, I can I can agree with that. And, oh, well, you know, if the Spurs had lost a handful more games, had they traded DeMar and, you know, tried to get something better for Aldridge earlier in the season, traded these vets, we could have maybe lost six, seven more games and, gotten to the top 10 and and i and i see that i see that point of view and quite frankly i don't agree with i mean i don't disagree with it because i do agree they should have moved some vets to tank sorry i mean that's just me being on right but other than that if you disagree with that that's cool you agree with it that's cool but the folks going back and forth yeah it's insane And, and, and it's getting so tribal man it's just getting so tribal out there yeah it is it is where where i'm just at the point to where like hey man you're cool with me you don't disrespect me i'm cool with you i mean that that's really where i have it now like seriously uh, there's just no need to get personal here And, and folks are doing that
0: um you you know you know, I'm trying to get this uh, fan episode back on track here. And you're right, you're, Zach. I mean, funny right now saying, like, hey, you know, you you went off the rails a bit, but it is a fan episode, so you are talking about the fans right now. But nevertheless, I was going to ask you, though, you, you know, with number 12 pick, you know, they're, they're likely going to get a, a good player. You, you know, it's not going to be like you're only going to get in top five, but you're going to get a really solid player. Do you think Spurs fans want the team to draft by need or by best available at number 12? Remember, we're number 12 now, so it'll start being slim pickings around that time already.
1: I think right now, majority of fans are going to tell you best available. They're going to tell you take the best available player, which I think really is what it should be in any draft. You take the absolute best player available that you think is going to help make a difference on your team yeah they, they, I mean, they need i a, mean, I, I, I mean I, i'm sorry jeff didn't mean to cut you off like i think most folks will probably say the spurs need a guy that's you know above six seven which i don't disagree but there's a dude out there that you think is the next i don't know donovan mitchell or the next jalen brown um you take that player you know do you think
0: that um well, you know, let's go into our, our final topic then, because this kind of relates to what we're talking about, drafting for need and, or position or whatever. Do you think, or let me rephrase it this way, are Spurs fans expecting the front office, Brian Wright, et cetera, to be very aggressive this offseason, whether it be in the draft, moving up, trading it, or even ch- chasing free agents or restricting free agents? You hear the, the usual suspects, you know, John Collins, Laurie Markkinen, uh, McDermott. How how are Spurs fans looking at this offseason for the front office? Are all eyes on them right now? Are Spurs fans really looking at them like, okay, what you're going to do now, uh, front office? You got all this money. You got a number 12 pick. Where are we going with this? I mean, how are Spurs fans looking at this offseason for the front office?
1: Oh, I think a lot of fans, I've seen some folks say this may be the most important offseason in in recent history for the San Antonio Spurs franchise because of – a, the cap flexibility that they're going to have, and B, um, some of these younger assets that are on their team, that are on, you know, team-friendly contracts, you know, having that 12th pick. Um, fans are looking at all of this and thinking, well, something's got to give. Um, a lot of guards on this team. A lot of small, you know, <laughs> a lot of, you know, more so uh, small forwards than power forwards really on this team. Um something has to give, you know, somebody needs to get moved to get better. Um, So I think you just, you know, you have fans that are looking at all of this and thinking um, either they're going to package some of these guys to get an established player. They're going to package one of these guys with their pick to move up in the draft. Um, I mean, there's a lot of options here, but I think that if this front office just decides to, run it back again and you know I'm not even gonna say sign DeMar because that's a whole nother topic of, you know, civil war that'll spark public. civil war. Civil right, public. exactly. <laughs> that that would be civil war right there. But I mean personally my thoughts on DeMar, um, I don't think he's gonna come back. I just think he's getting older and quite frankly, I don't see why he would want to come back to San Antonio, I think he's probably going to want to go play for a contender. I just don't see him wanting to stay here in a rebuild. So I'm not even going to include him in this what if, but I'm just saying what if, you know, they keep Rudy Gay, they keep Patty, the team friendly contracts, you know, guys that just like being here and they like pop. And if they just do that, save some of their money and pick, you know, X player at pick twelve and um I think you're going to have fans riot. You know, you're going to have fans yeah. just be up in arms saying you just brought back some of your vets, you st- you stood pat at pick 12, and, you know, we're running it back essentially. You know, maybe you insert, I don't know, Devin Roussel at that spot that, you know, DeMar vacates. Uh, uh, you know, and again, you're just going to have folks really upset that, they didn't take advantage of the cap and, and try to really move the needle. Yeah. So I think well, fans in, in general are looking for the Spurs to do something to help move the needle or at least, you know, give us hope for the future.
0: Putting a scenario out there. How will Spurs fans react if you hear, you know, the Spurs are trading, I'm making this up now. Derek White, um, you know, Lonnie Walker uh, to move up in the draft. Because remember, you're talking about how fans get attached to the players. But we've been through this before with with George Hill. In this scenario, because these are young guys, and you mentioned that they're in the community, you know, they're with fans. You saw what DeJounte Murray did recently, meeting up with a fan, et cetera, et cetera. How do you think the react will be? How do you think if they say, you know, like, well, bye-bye, Derek, bye-bye, again, making this up, DeJounte, et cetera, whoever, throw in whatever young guy you want in there, but they're going to get a top 10 pick or top four, six pick, whatever. You think the first rounds would be okay with that?
1: I think you're going to have fans that depending on what the selection is, they're going to say, you know what, that guy they just picked is going to be a stud. It hurts to lose those XYZ players, but this guy here is going to be a difference maker. I think you're going to have folks in that boat. And then you're going to have folks in the other boat saying, this guy the Spurs just picked isn't going to be as good as either one of XYZ players, and the Spurs are a joke. I mean, it's going to be 50-50, man. You're you're going to have folks that are praising uh, them for being bold to do something like that, whereas others that have grown attached to those players are just going to want to go drink their sorrows away. That's how I see that scenario. What what would be your drink of choice, though?
0: What would be your drink of choice to recommend to Spurs fans going to be uh, sipping?
1: Well, I mean, if you want to you know get the job done quickly, you know just do <laughs> some shots of vodka or whiskey, you know <laughs> do a couple of those, and that'll probably uh, knock you on your butt pretty quick. But if you want to be a fancy and get drunk fast, uh, have a couple of old fashions, and you'll be okay, but but to be you know candid, Jeff, if if that scenario were to happen and you were just to ask me, me personally, the Stone Oak Mexican. Llama enthusiast. Um, the guy who tries to get cancelled on Twitter many times but keeps coming back. You ask me, I'm gonna tell you Bravo Spurs, because I do believe they need to be bold and do something like that. So, um but that's just me. Do you think that Spurs you can't, fans you can't break an omelette without making eggs? Remember the joker <laughs> said that? In yes, that I 1989?
0: remember. Yeah. Was that in the, in the room where uh, Bruce Wayne was Bruce Rain, right? He wasn't Batman?
1: Yeah, that was right before um, right. Bruce Wayne uh, said, you want to get nuts? Come nuts. on. Yeah, nuts, yeah, let's get nuts, yeah. So, so um, that's it. Talking... I want the Spurs to get nuts, Jeff. That's what I want. Let's get nuts.
0: Yeah. Once again, we're talking about Zach Escamilla on this fan episode of Locked on Spurs. Uh, and uh, once again, Zach, let everybody know how they can reach you because you change your Twitter all the time
1: you know, people cancel me, Jeff, and I have to get new accounts. And you know, I'm like a, a lesser known uh, sports talk Barry. You know, I <laughs> it's it's sad. But anyways, um, if you want to follow me, uh, it's uh, at Stone Oak Mexican. All right, Zach. Just one more
0: question. We'll put you on the hot seat here before we let you go. Uh, buying or selling? Circling back to Becky. She will be on the Spurs sideline next season as head coach or assistant coach.
1: Um, I'm going to sell. I I think that she's going to be a head coach in Portland. That's my prediction. I think she gets the Portland job.
0: Buy or sell, the Spurs will stand pat at the draft.
1: Um, I'm going to buy them standing pat because that's just what the Spurs do. Um, um, I mean, yeah, I know we can go back to the Kawhi thing, but – I just, until they do something that makes me step back and say, whoa, um, I'm just going to expect business as usual. So I am buying them, keeping that pick at 12. You, okay, sir. buy or sell one more before we let you go.
0: That Luka Salmanich is going to have a breakout season next year. You know what it is when it comes to Salmanage talk. Spurs fans get all riled up. Well, I
1: mean... So it that's that's so tough because it's like is the kid even gonna play? You yeah, know, no, I know that's I a tough one. I mean, I I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna buy that he'll have an okay season with the asterisk of if he plays. Which I know that goes without saying, well does Zach. The guy's gotta get playing time, but you know, if the Spurs don't make a whole lot of moves and, you know, there's not a lot of depth at the four position and he's not Get minutes, then you really gotta wonder what's going on, so I'm gonna go ahead and I'm going to um buy on a very modest amount of money that he'll have an okay season yeah, so yeah, all, yeah I think he'll
0: contribute that's a good that's a great way of saying it. I think he will contribute, but my goodness if if he's stinking up the joint, yikes, yeah. You know, that was a number, yeah. Zach, that was a number 19 pick. Let's not forget that. That was a number 19 pick.
1: Yeah, and They got lucky especially. that Keldon was
0: there at 29.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know, you redo that draft. Um, I don't think you have to be a basketball expert to say that Keldon would definitely go ahead of Luka, but probably go a little bit higher than, you know, the teens. Might be even a top 10 pick, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting, Jeff. I mean, obviously, I think all Spurs fans, we are very anxiously awaiting the start of free agency. But you know, as well as I know, that if midnight strikes and people have their notifications on for woes and Shams, yep. and I see Spurs re-sign Patty Mills to a 3 year oh. X extra-million-dollar contract, it, 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 it's all going to burn if, if he
0: comes back, on a team-friendly deal i'll be okay with that but if it's a
1: well, no, no lifetime no, I agree.
0: lifetime I, thank I, you just, deal like no,
1: pal no, gasol I, nah yeah if he gets a pal gasol type deal i think you're just gonna have some fans just shut it down like in bar rescue they're gonna say shut it down i'm i'm just gonna go go back to sleep and you know we'll see you next yeah. season
0: yeah i i i agree with you there um yeah, I don't think – I, I, I hope not they, they wouldn't. But, hey, like I said in the last we locked on Spurs, nobody says they have to spend all the money right now. They have. They don't. Nobody's saying you have to spend all your money this offseason, Spurs. I mean, they can play the long game, you know, try have another developmental season, uh, you know, with the new kid, whoever they're going to pick at number 12, et cetera, et cetera. But, hey, we'll cross that bridge when we get there, Zach. Zach, I want to thank you for hopping on this episode of Locked On Spurs to rep the fan base one more time, tell all everybody how they can chat with you on social media.
1: Yeah, you can follow me at uh, Stone Oak Mexican. At Stone Oak Mexican. No numbers. Surprised it wasn't already taken, but that's where that's where it's at.
0: Favorite N64 games.
1: Shadows of the Empire. Um, that Star Wars game with Dash Rendar. Loved it. Played it multiple times. And The times. Outrider.
0: Remember that his ship was called The Outrider. Loved it. Yeah, for those that don't know what we're talking about, yesterday was Nintendo 64 console's birthday, 25 years old. Uh, a lot of nostalgia behind that. It was just a nice. Yeah, for me, it was um, GoldenEye, Shadows as well. Uh, was it Super Mario 64? Super, Super Mario yeah, I mean, just that, 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 that console, Super Smash. That was the first time we saw Smash Brothers on a console. So it was just so much fun. See, now we're going to have to speed up here and break out, dust off our old N64s that we have one, Zach, and start gaming right away. Uh, as for me, you can definitely, um, well, subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, pick a platform. We're all there. And, hey, the NBA, well, the Lockdown NBA Network is uh, definitely covering all the NBA action, the playoffs, and eventually finals coverage and then it'll be brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs, 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. Zach, once again, thanks for hopping on, buddy. No, man. It's a pleasure as always, Jeff. Thank you. And you know, good job. You didn't rile up
1: the fan base too much. A little bit. I tried not. A little I, I, bit. I, I, I think I you did a little different... bit. Dude, I try to be diplomatic, man. I I, I... Like I like I re- like I really do. Like I'm not I'm not trying to piss off anybody. I I just I'm I'm just more, you know. I, to be honest, Jeff, I, I guess disappointed or sad because I see these kids going at each other. Yeah. And like I went, I vent it, it, It's it's stupid. It's like, dude. Okay, you you want to re-sign Demar? You don't want Demar? You don't want Ben Simmons. You do want Ben Simmons. It's like, cool. Guess what? The Spurs aren't taking your advice, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, people and, act, and it, people act like, like all of us have a say
0: in what yeah, they're going to do. Because whew, it can get crazy out there. But, hey, yeah, we're going go to put a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs because we're running out of time. So for Zach Escamilla, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this fan episode of Lockdown Spurs.